Today on Arcade Fire Sings the Alphabet, everything now continued, and everything underscore now continued, plus a special interview. Welcome to today's show of Arcade Fire Sings the Alphabet. We are the worst Arcade Fire podcast on the internet, as well as the best, because we are the only Arcade Fire podcast on the internet. My name's Owen, and I'm here with Alex, as always. Yep. And uh, today is actually kind of special, because we're talking about two songs in one episode for the first time. We decided to kind of group the Everything Now Continues together, so we'll be talking about that. But before we get into that, we're actually going to have a little special interview, because yes, uh, last podcast episode, we actually asked for some input from fans about what their Everything Now experience, so we actually have Guy Tepper on the show, and he is going a to- A fan from Tel Aviv. From Tel Aviv, and he's going to talk about his experience with the introduction of Everything Now. Which is a very unique one. So without further ado, here he is. With us here today, we have Guy from, where are you right now, Guy? I'm in Tel Aviv, uh, in Israel. Fantastic. Uh, how's it going? It's been really good lately, yep. Just back uh, from two five concerts in Europe. Yeah, where, where were you for those? And the first one was in Prague, um, and the second in Vienna. Oh, right on. Were there any, uh, you hear any songs that they didn't play, they don't play super common that are some favorites? Yeah, um, well, I'm not sure how to, form, how to pronounce it. Uh, from funeral, un, oh, um, unane sans lumière. Yeah, <laughs> nice. This was uh, the highlight for me yeah, from the Vina show. So, guy, tell us about how'd you get into Arcade Fire? What's your relationship with Arcade Fire? Um, I think I was just looking for new. music music to listen and I came across some message in in I can't remember where it was but that person said that um, Arcade Fire is the band that he can't stop listening he, he can't go a day without listening to Arcade Fire so I gave them a try I think it was the Suburbs or Wake Up and um, from then on, I started. Uh, I became a fan. Uh, my my adventure with Arcade Fire began. Fantastic. So, guy, one of the reasons we have you on the show today is because you're kind of famous. It's a, if we we talked about this moment on the podcast last week. You're the one who ran the record from the festival to the vinyl store, right? Yeah. Yeah. So could you uh, explain that? Like, what was the festival like? What, like, would you get the when they, like, where'd you get the vinyl? Like, how far was the run? What were you feeling like at the moment? <laughs> Did you know they'd be playing um, the the song, the new song? Again, can you repeat that? You... Did you know, like, uh, yeah? Tell us the whole, just the whole rundown of the day. Sure. Um, so. I remember that me and my friend uh, just landed in Barcelona, and there were tons of rumors regarding Arcade Fire putting a surprise concert or, or doing something something special. 
and we were eagerly waiting for something to happen. So I set push notifications a lot for every possible Twitter account that was related to Arcade Fire. <laughs> and, and on the morning of the leak, there were some suspicious blog posted that Arcade Fire had put a secret show for selected guests in Barcelona. And it kind of seemed to be fake, and apparently that was uh, the first of many fake news articles to come. And they also, I remember, they, they Bob published a video uh, with this, the song preview. It was just like uh, the na 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 na. Yeah. Um, and so it really felt like something is going on, and uh, we we really have to stay on guard regarding. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um. So later on that evening, later on that day, uh, I was approaching uh, the Primavera entrance for, for the first day, and I got the notification a notification from Arcade Tube Twitter account that the Everything Now single is uh, on sale on the Rough Trade stand in Primavera, and and I I remember that I realized okay this is it this is this is the first thing that. Uh, the 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 first um, the first time they're playing like, the song. This is the first thing that. Um, never mind. Um, no, so, sorry, it's okay. So, <laughs> if you think of it, come back to it. Okay. So I just watched to the to the stand and bought the single, and I thought to myself that I need to hear this now, and. I was looking for a record player in the nearby stands, and I found nothing. So I decided to go to the to the city center to a record store called Paradiso. And I hopped on the tram, and I remember that the feeling uh, of realizing that what what I got in my hands, and and I was shivering like <laughs> I'm gonna be one of the, <laughs> one of the first in the world to listen to this song, and I was thinking out from excitement from excitement because like every Arcade Fire album brings something new they bring a new sound and I had no idea what to expect from this uh, album and from this song so it was really exciting to <laughs> to realize that I was that I'm going to listen to I'm going to listen to this new song hearing you talk about this uh, is giving me goosebumps guy. yeah I'm, like... I'm, I'm excited right now <laughs> So well, when you got to the store, did they ask why you wanted to play this vinyl, or did they just let you play it? <laughs> so, um, so I got to the store. I was literally, literally running from the, the, the tram station to the store, and I arrived like breathing, breathing heavily to the seller, and uh, I asked him, "Hey, um, do you know what it's for?" And he said, "Yeah, I heard of them." And I was telling him the story quickly. <laughs> And ask him if he, if it's possible to uh, play the the record in the record player uh, in the and if you can put this on the speakers so I can record it. It was like, yeah, sure, okay. <laughs> and so that so we did that, and you, you could probably this hear it on the video that they didn't really realize what's going on and that the new Arcade Fire song is being premiered on the. On their little store, yeah, and, yeah, and um, it's funny because the day afterwards I came across this store and uh, I came to say hi, and they were 
they were laughing and told and tell me and told me that uh, um, that so many people came and uh, and asked if they can listen they can hear the song and uh, yeah um, so anyway uh, after after we, I finished the store I went to my apartment to upload the video and um, and I was shocked to see how quickly it became viral like in less than 10 minutes it reached the headlines of the main music websites and I and I remember that on my way back to the festival uh, I received a message from who was back then the manager of the band oh. I think his name is uh, Scott Scott Roger maybe mm. um, and he asked me politely to remove the video because the band and was really the band was working really hard on it and uh, on the release campaign and before i could even uh, decide what to do with uh, with that uh, it's gotten down by youtube so uh. Uh, we were we were yeah. part of the people listening in that first 10 minutes yeah i remember like alex told me hey come over here <laughs> look what just came up and it was I think it was like a brilliant moment for fans. I think for me, it made the release even more important. Mm. Kind of like it added like this excitement around it. Like, sure, it's one thing for the band to release it, but to have it kind of come out and to like be able to hear like it before the general public, that that was really exciting. So yeah, thank you. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> yeah. And so My you pleasure. were sorry. Go ahead. No, nothing. <laughs> Uh, you were saying recently that you talked to Win after a show. Yeah, so um, the day before the the Prague concert, uh, uh, he put a DJ a DJ set. That was also kind of a surprise to me because I was at a deer the a deer hunter concert uh, on that evening, uh, and. Some girl I was I, I've been to the concert with showed me that uh, he just published an Instagram story with uh, that he's playing in uh, in some club in town. Hmm. So we once again watched there and uh, it was a wonderful night. Like I think it was the the best party I ever, I've ever been to. Like, it was so fun. What uh, uh, what are his sets like? What sort of stuff does he play? Well, it plays everything from you know the usual high sh uh, like mm. uh, samba music and Asian. Uh, how do you pronounce it? Haitian, um, Haitian, mm. Haitian music, yeah. And up to like um, Daft Punk and LCD Sound System ah. and the Smiths and the eighties. And, and he also take requests from the from the crowd. It's really fun and like it's a. It, it was a really small place. Like there was maybe twenty or thirty people in there. Wow! And it was just walking, uh, like between the people, and you, f you could really feel feel, feel close to him. Wow! Really, like intimate. Mm -hmm. Yeah, super. And like at the end of the, sh of the show, of the, like it was like four or five hours, and at the end of it, uh, you could people just came and talked to him, like. Like nothing bridges between. Uh, like he's not this uh, uh, your favorite, the, the singer of your favorite band. Mm. And so I approached him and said, told him that I'm sorry that I leaked the the song. 
and he was like, uh, do it not. Yes, said like he said. Well, just a second. Uh, he said something like, "Sure, no problem." No, no, no. So, uh, and he said, "Don't worry about it. Uh, it wasn't on purpose, but it felt like it was." And uh, I, I, we both agreed on that. Uh, I think. Um, and because it wasn't completely, I, I wasn't hundred percent sure if it, it wasn't by if it wasn't by intention. Like if the band wanted the people to, if they, if the band didn't want it to happen. And although so, yes, uh, the, the the manager sent me a message. Yeah, so this is kind of like the first conspiracy theory of this episode is you're thinking that the band purposely released the single and they wanted fans to run and record it and release it. Yeah, um, uh, yeah, like I wanted to believe it because it's it's kind of cool uh, and it's a fun thing to like, like it's super genius to do to do it and uh, and it almost felt like it's meant to be because of the the song itself and like it really felt like uh it's it's at some point it it uh they did it by intention but well but the the fact that the, their manager sent me a message and they got it down from youtube just, just kind of lowered the the chances that uh they wanted it they wanted it to to be like that and uh, anyways, uh, he just uh, confirmed it. Um, and I, I asked him. I, I also asked him the same question uh, in the "Ask Me Anything" on Reddit. And yeah, he was, I, I remember uh, when that happened. Yeah, and he was running away from it uh, in a political uh, way. Like he didn't uh, either uh, um, confirm. Conform or deny. Or, um, deny. Yeah. Yeah, I loved when um, when you posted that, and the Everything Now account was like, "We'll see you in court." I <laughs> we, were, we were chuckling. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So one of our other listeners emailed us yesterday. Um, uh, dear listener named Zaid, he said that I was in Barcelona for the Primavera show and on vacation when they released the single. As soon as I saw the leaked video online, I ran to the shop called Disco's Paradiso, but they had already gotten to the store and Clerk looked genuinely frightened I was asking about it. He denied ever having it or playing it. Someone had gotten to him. So the, yeah, this really adds to the whole uh, everything now conspiracy. Can you repeat, can you repeat that? So the, uh, he, basically he, he says that he went to the same store you did afterward, after you had already left and tried to talk to the guys there. And he says that apparently the store pretended to have never had you there or to play the video because mm. he thinks that the managers had already <laughs> come to the, or a manager or someone representing everything now, had already come to the store and told them that they can't talk about it. Wow. <laughs> wow. So, yeah, this kind of supports your, you know, the whole the conspiracy theory surrounding this, I'd say. But Win and yeah. Will showing up to the shop door with baseball bats saying they better stop playing the record. They're going to break their legs. <laughs> wow, that's <laughs> very surprising. Um, th this has been a really great interview. Thanks for coming. I've 
I've been personally had goosebumps when you were talking about. Yeah, this was a lot of fun. Talking about so thanks for coming on and like you've been really great. Sure, thank you very much. Um, I just like to add to add that I think that if you were in Rocket Fire back then, uh, I think that Primavera was the best place to to be on Earth in that moment. Like it really felt uh, uh, like something going like. It was very Rocket Fire-centric. Uh, like on the day after, they, they played the surprise, the surprise show, and you can find band members just twirling around the festival and having fun. Cool. Well, thanks so much for being on the show, Guy. Um, yeah, we look forward to hearing you from you again sometime. <laughs> sure. Thanks, Alex. No problem. Uh, thanks, guys. <laughs> no problem. So that was our interview with Guy Tepper. It was a lot of fun. Um, we were saying it was, uh, I was really fired up, like, uh, just kind of like Arcade Fire magic. Yeah, like the kind of thing that, uh, you just love the band and it just beyond the music a bit. That's sort of yeah. stardust to them. Yeah, knowing like there's other people out there who just love the band that much, it makes my experience better, I think. Yeah, and, and really like a, a very like touching moment with the whole Arcade Fire community. Everyone that jumped onto that preview, it's kind of like, yeah, we, we were all, all there listening at the same time. We may as well have all been in that record store, mm-hmm. um, which really speaks to the themes of everything now as well. Um, or the, the metaphor Wynn loves to use of the technology being everywhere. And on metaphors and themes... Today on the podcast, we have Everything Now Continued and Everything Now, every sorry, Everything Underscore Now Continued. You got any basic facts for those, Owen? Yeah, here we go. It has been played live, so it, this is really interesting because for the first kind of show, so Everything Now, the single, has been played live 97 times. Each time Everything Now, the single, has been played live, they've mostly started with Everything Now, the instrumental, to start the show. And the boxing. And the boxing intro. But the thing is, the boxing intro also didn't, I don't think didn't start until the American to- North American tour, mm. right? I love the uh, the Oscar losing band, Arcade Fire. <laughs> yeah, so the boxing intro. But um, what also was, what wasn't started until the start of North American tour was actually playing Ar- Everything Now Continued with the lyrics, the non-instrumental version. And it's been included in the um, encore, right? So it's been... Yeah, the underscore one. It's been a uh, steady... Um, steady play in the encore ever since so that it's it is at 61 plays live whereas everything now single is at 97 the most recent one of which was the hurricane festival in Eckerine Schiebel Germany so I definitely pronounced that wrong anglicized it I think it's Schiebel I've I've been there wake up Schiebel (laughs) 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 that sounds bad but um so I think it was it was in taste, uh, like like singing to the song. Wake up, Sheeple. Arcade Fire song, Sheeple. Um, <laughs> so yeah, We're so <laughs> during during this, it was played in its usual spot as the intro. Oh, sorry, as the intro to the encore. But um, this was really it was a festival, so they definitely played their hits for this. Uh, uh-huh. Not not no deep cuts at this most recent show. But it's usually it comes like it is on the album after we don't deserve love but this one specifically it wasn't after we don't uh, they just didn't play we don't deserve love i don't think or they didn't include it in the encore mm. 
But like at our show and most shows in North America and pr- I think in Europe as well, he opens up the encore yeah. with We Don't Deserve Love, with Wynn walking through the crowd. Although I don't think that they, I mean, basic fact, I don't think that he'd walk through the crowd anymore when they stopped doing the boxing ring in the center and went to just a normal stage. Yeah. Because he doesn't have to get off the stage anymore. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. So, but as we continue, so uh, it has, has the opening version. So that is everything now underscore. Well, with the underscore, that is 46 seconds long, and it has 4.6 million listens on Spotify. Whereas the finale, which is everything no underscore now, is two minutes and 22 seconds long, and it has about three million listens on Spotify. So those are my basic facts. Yeah, um, I was thinking when we get into the lyrics, do you want to start with underscore and then go through all of it as if it was... Because the thing is, with it looping, it almost makes it one song, and the album's going on forever and forever, which is one thing that, I mean, I like... I, I mean, I like I like holding and I like having records, but I think this album is much. It's a different experience when you're listening to it on the on like the files. One thing with it going into the infinite contents into Electric Blue, which is a basic fact that it, yeah, that that's what it does, and uh, that it loops back. I remember when there was the a, a week before, a couple of days before, there was the leaked version of the album that I remember it didn't exactly sync up and i remember someone posting a soundcloud file where they just edited the end of the underscore and the beginning of the new one to see how it loops together and it was like this is so cool i cannot wait for the album um yeah uh, i want me to blast through the lyrics all of it i suppose yeah i like i like treating them as one song because to me it is just one song Mm -hmm. i'm in the black again not coming back again we can just pretend We'll make it home again, from everything now. I'm in the red again, no space in my head again. We can just pretend. We'll make it home again, from everything now. Big instrumental break. Start of the album. I'm in the black again, can't make it back again. We can just pretend. We'll make it home again, from everything now. Everything now! So, Owen, what does this mean to you? Um, what does it mean to me? Well, like, oh, I mean, what, what do you get out of this? Yeah, it's just like, I mean, this is really different than A regular what segment do. on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> like, uh, my childhood. No, um, uh, it's like I like the – right away, the be- album opens, and it's you got that corporate feel that they kind of go in for, right? This is, this is everything now corporation that's running this. Like, they're, they're speaking in business terms. Being in the black, you know, that's profit. Being in the red, that's loss. That's <laughs> that's uh, that's the four years of business school that Owen and I both have. There. Profit, yeah. loss. <laughs> yeah, so it's, but it kind of goes to show, like, it's a cycle, though. That's, like, um, I think that's what these two, these two like, st- I guess, stands are versus. Is, like, you put them next to each other, and it's, like, they're they're the same, but they're different. Like, they're what, what separates them is they're the complete opposites. One, being in the black, like, that's happiness. Being in the red, that's negative. But... It cycles like it, the whole everything now just continues, right? Like it never stops, and like that's that's what this is. It's it, it, it's an endless loop. Yeah, um, and I really see it as two sides to what the album talks about, with kind of side one and side two. With side one being that we are the greatest band in the world, 
we are everything now and there's nobody better than us and we yeah we are just unstoppable but then it loops around to that maybe we don't deserve love and you know put your money on us because we're the best you might not like us now but we're the best and you'll come back but you know maybe maybe we don't deserve love maybe we aren't that great maybe we aren't a corporation maybe we're just a band and um and uh when he says stuff like i'm in the black again not coming back again that's kind of like the we're successful in the black and we can pretend that we'll get back from here and that we'll leave from everything now but we can't we are we are everything and kind of starts and ends the album with them saying that the whole thing I was talking about last week where we're everything we ever were and we're never going back and that's what he's saying here but then at the end with the I'm in the red again that's the same sort of thing that um maybe we're not that great maybe we don't deserve love but my head is still full of you know everything now I couldn't live without even though we're in the negative and yeah it just it's the cycle of the album it just loops and so do the themes that i think they're saying as a band they're going forever through these cycles of fans liking them and fans not liking them and their self-perception what do you think owen yeah i i I agree like that's that's what this is about like it's like one of those things it's like you ever had like an amuse-bouche what's maybe so (laughs) amuse-bouche is when you go to like a fancy restaurant or fancy dinner and it's like it's a pre-appetizer. You know, like, appetizer is, like, a pre-meal dish. An amuse-bouche is, like, a pre-appetizer uh, dish. And what you do is, is, like, you put it in your mouth. Usually it's, like, one shrimp or something, right? It's, like, mm. it's really small. And it's, like, it's supposed to, like, really cleanse the palate. And, like, something. it gives you something to taste before you're ready to eat. And I think that's what this, like, everything now continues at the start. It's, like, it gives you a little taste of the, of the, of the entire album. It's, like, okay, this is what it's going to be before you kind of get into it. And then you, like, get the yeah. big crescendo up, and then, like, the piano starts and everything now, and, like, you're into it. Yeah. Something they don't really have on other albums. I mean, you can – I mean, I can I can argue that that's what they have if Reflector is two separate albums um, or, like, two separate discs. Uh, and Here Comes the Nighttime 2 is kind of like this. Um, I think it's just like this. Um, side note, if Arcade Fire were an appetizer, what do you think they'd be? <laughs> that's a I'd have to think about that um there's something that like people really like but started kind of small um they're Canadian French Canadian like it's not like poutine I mean mm. so I first off when poutine isn't an appetizer to start off but like that I, I some place you can order it's like a share for the table appetizer I was gonna say they'd be like fusion nachos but yeah. that is so much better they're fusion poutine that it's like regular French Canadian poutine, but with all sorts of like some sort of, I could see like uh, uh, adding like cuttlefish or something. Yeah, or you know? gumbo or shrimp from New gumbo Orleans. Or shrimp. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> Arcade Fire, the appetizer. It's something that changes every album too. It's like every dish you have a poutine, it just continually changes. Uh, Hard Rock Cafe or someone like that. You can uh, email us at arcadefirealpha.com if you want the recipe, and we'll take fifty-one uh, percent of the royalties. Thank you. <laughs> Uh, anyway, uh, it's a short. It's like a minute and a half. I don't have much else to say for this. Do you? Uh, no, I have a rating ready to go into. Get that. into it. Okay. Well, I mean, mine is not many, not a lot of lyrics to work with here to get the rating. So I just had. Um, I give it two endless loops out of five. Same. 
so for me my reasoning behind this is it's not really a full song so i can't like give it a five it's like it's not would i rather listen to this than like rebellion lies no but it what it does is it's it's good for its use but it's not amazing. My thing too is like in terms of continueds, I, I like the suburbs continued better. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's what I base it off of. Is how does this stack up with against Here Comes the Nighttime Two mm-hmm. and the Suburbs Continued? And I, I mean, spoiler alert. I think it's gonna be a while, but I like the Suburbs Continued a lot, and I think that it does a lot for the album in its own right, in a way that this one doesn't as much this one this one serves as a place to loop the album together but yeah it doesn't do as much it doesn't do as much for me um yeah i can like i'll i'll actively listen to the suburbs continued and here comes the nighttime too but this one i'm never going to listen to this on its own this one kind of exists in the context of the album to loop it around so yeah two out of five for me as well what i do like though is like about the suburbs like suburbs continued and these ones is like they both really suit their album the suburbs Mm -hmm. continue like it fits the themes of it the sounds this one's like it's really excited like it it gets you going like right away and like that's what this album's about yeah and it does what the suburbs continue does as well where on the suburbs continued which we'll get to in years um where it's the end of the album and a repeat of the original where it's yeah i all the time that we wasted i just wasted again there was there was nothing there i i loved where i was and i moved past the feeling but i'm so content with that and this one is the same thing where realizing that it's okay for them to have doubts and it's okay for them to have ebbs and flows as a band and that's just how it's going to be forever and forever but still as a song doesn't do as much for me so yeah i'm very content two out of five mm-hmm um yeah got anything else to say owen what's next next week we have their cover of david bowie's song five years yeah ready for that owen yeah yeah all right well thanks so much it's a great episode today and a great time talking to guy um anyway see you next time bye